Hello, and welcome back to the Bad Idea Corner. So this week we're going to be talking about something that a lot of you out there know and love, and something that I know and love. Like many of you, I've spent quite a few good many hours playing the game Minecraft. And like many others of you, I've only seen Luke and YouTubers playing it. Mm -hmm. I, that's all I know. I've never played it myself. I have the barest of understanding of it. And recently, I discovered that Sarah doesn't know any of the actual lore that exists in this apparently simple game. Yeah, keyword simple. I thought maybe just based on all the blocky shapes and the simple actions you can do, I thought that this was just a sandbox game where you played around and constructed things and crafted items. Apparently I'm wrong? Oh, it goes so much deeper than that, Sarah. So much more deeper. Well, I know they mine down into the ground. That's only part of it. On this week's episode, I'm going to be describing the general plot and gameplay of Minecraft to Sarah and observing her reaction and capturing it in audio form for you all to enjoy. Yeah, let's just say I'm a little skeptical about there being a plot when the most I've seen people do is like, maybe tame a wolf into being a pet dog by throwing them a bone. See, I mean, that's where the flavor of the game comes in. But let's, let's start at the beginning of any Minecraft portal. So you spawn in in a new and unfamiliar world. You punch some trees, you build a house, you start gathering resources. And you can just go for hours and hours just exploring and doing simple things like that, like building castles or making weird pixel art with different blocks taming animals, visiting villagers, and trading with them. But the more you play the game, the more you kind of progress toward an end goal. So one of the key things in Minecraft is eventually after you acquire diamonds, which are up until recently the most powerful tool and armor component in the game, you use those to mine obsidian, which is, except for bedrock, as far as I know, I'm not too familiar with the 1.16 update. Obsidian is the strongest block in the game, which can only be destroyed with a diamond pickaxe or potentially with uh, wither explosions. Okay. So you use obsidian to craft a nether portal, a portal to the nether dimension, which is basically hell. Is full of lava, things like soul sand. Quicksand, but for your soul? Not entirely. It okay, good. The only effect it has on your character is that it slows you down while you're walking through it. But you can use it to farm nether wart, which is a key ingredient in brewing potions. I wish I had a video going right now because Sarah's reaction is great. <laughs> There's potions? I mean, you can craft stuff. I guess that's mm -hmm. not too surprising. Yeah. So... I, I'm assuming most of what you know about the crafting is you have your crafting table and you have a furnace. Mm -hmm. They've made it much more complicated in recent updates. They've added like anvils, um, smokers for cooking meat faster. They've added a loom for making banners and stuff that I have no idea how to use. There's like grindstones and weird stuff to make chiseled blocks and whatnot. But there's also the brewing stand, which you use to make potions. There's a lot of different potion effects. You have invisibility, fire resistance, you can make splash potions, so basically like grenades. And these potions can help you a lot in the 
either single player gameplay or in multiplayer against other players. To be fair, potions are kind of optional, especially if you're just trying to speedrun the game, but those extra those extra effects can also be super helpful towards the end game. One of the big features in the Nether is the existence of Nether fortresses, which up until 1.16 have been about the most interesting thing in the game, or in the nether, rather. But in these nether fortresses, it's like this large, dark, reddish brick fortress filled with like different tunnels and levels and stuff, which is, again, up until recently, about the only place you can find uh, wither skeletons, which are taller than your normal skeletons, are completely black, and instead of holding a bow they have swords and they if you get hit by them you get the wither effect which turns your health bar black and slowly erodes your health is that kind of like a zombie effect like you get hit and you turn into one of them no it's more just like a poison thing okay so right away i mean again you said there was a big update recently mm -hmm. and i know nothing about that i only know from probably several years ago the latest thing in minecraft was like when my high school classmates were playing it oh yeah on their phones yeah um so i know that you can build pretty elaborate buildings that's mm -hmm. no surprise to me and i know that some people recreate real world buildings and landmarks and that's super cool yeah but the villagers only have simple houses as far as i'm aware they've also changed that recently um most of honestly only found out about last week so most of the village structures are pretty simple, but they've added a lot more like specialized villagers. So before and now you have the blacksmith, which you can loot for some really good resources. You can get like occasionally diamonds, emeralds, iron, some pretty good loot early on in the game, as well as some free lava for you to scoop up. Uh, they've recently added cartographers from which you can get treasure maps, which when you follow them, if it's in the ocean, you can also, I think, offer food to dolphins. What? That will lead you to other, like, sunken treasure. That's super cool. Yeah, there's shipwrecks in the game now. That's super cool. Um, there are other villagers as well, but I don't really know what they do. So, yeah, there's that. After you collect some of these other items in the nether, one of the key elements of the nether fortress is the existence of a blaze spawner. And a blaze is a flying creature that kind of looks like a flaming candelabra with a face pretty much this sounds more like pokemon now i've got to say fireballs at you so kind of a dragon not a dragon okay more of just like a swirling column of flame and smoke with eyes that sounds very ominous yeah and uh when you kill it you get blaze rods which again are a crafting component for potions and you need them to craft eyes of ender what? what are those you ask? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right as you said, like you don't have to be rhetorical here. I'm, I'm already asking, what is this? I'm yes. so lost. So, Ender. So the blaze rods are crafted down to blaze powder, which you combine with Ender pearls. Ender pearls are what you get from killing Ender men, which are these giant, lanky, super creepy-looking, alien-looking dudes, just like completely black skin with glowing purple eyes, that the most part are pretty benign unless you look at them then they turn towards you their mouths like their jaw unhinges and they just scream at you in this really weird distorted thing and they can teleport around oh, and hit you from multiple sides that's terrifying and when you kill them occasionally they'll drop ender pearls 
which then combine with the blaze powder to craft Eyes of Ender, or Ender Eyes, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Now, Ender Pearls on their own can be lobbed like a snowball or grenade, and you will teleport to wherever it lands. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, which is cool on its own. You, you can use this. It's super useful in PvP, but you can also use it for, like, getting around out of a fight with some mobs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But then the Ender Eyes, you also throw these aloft, and they'll just kind of raise up and fly in a particular direction and just kind of stop and fall from the sky. Sometimes they break, and that sucks, but what you want to do is follow along in the direction where it was flying. And you want to go like several hundred blocks before trying this again. And gradually, it'll hone you in towards a specific location. This is, I mean, I was going to say it's either a primitive GPS or like a dowsing rod, basically. Magnets? Compass? Yeah, kind of. I mean, for one thing, I wouldn't say primitive. I'd say more alien, I guess. Wait. Wait. The Endermen do look like aliens. Is the Nether Portal actually a portal to a different planet? It's not a different planet. It's oh. a different dimension. But another cool thing about the Nether is that distance works differently there. Ooh, really? So every block that you travel in the Nether is equivalent to eight blocks in the overworld. Whoa, that's super weird. Yeah, so you can use this to create nether highways to travel huge distances in less time. So, are you saying that the nether highways are for speedier travel above ground, technically? Yes. Like you travel mm -hmm. a short distance below yeah, it's, or... It's like warping space-time. Yeah, that's like tessering. Yeah. Ooh, yes, very cool. cool. Okay. Um, that that made me think of Elon Musk's yeah. boring company in the Hyperloop tunnels, I gotta be honest. Yeah, it's it's cool. But anyway, so you follow these ender eyes right, towards okay. a specific location. And after a while, instead of going up, it'll just go like straight down. Or it'll just travel nowhere at all and just pop in midair. And so you dig down. Wait, you're already down aren't you where no, is this... the nether i'm very confused okay so the eyes of ender used back in the overworld i got to mention that i should have clarified okay yeah so you're gathering special items mm -hmm. with weird properties in yep. the nether realm nether dimension yeah just the nether okay um. and then you go back to the normal world mm -hmm. to use the the stick. eyes of ender Another cool part of the relationship between the overworld and the nether is that if you dig as far down as you can go in the overworld, you will hit bedrock, which okay. is completely indestructible. Well, if you use some weird glitches and hacks and stuff, there's there's a whole thing about that. But once you're in the nether, if you dig all the way up, you hit bedrock again. Wait, you dig up? Well, yeah, I mean, normally just run around like the big open areas of the nether mm -hmm. looking for a citadel or a fortress or whatever okay but if you dig up which i've only ever seen in one video recently where two guys were playing and the world itself would switch every three minutes so they had to dig as high up as they could so they would hopefully spawn like in the walls instead of just spawning and then dropping into the lava below oh weird okay yeah anyway so that kind of suggests like oh you know overworld nether potentially right next to each other or more likely, separate dimensions. Anywho, we go to the nether to get some blaze rods. 
maybe kill some endermen there maybe go back to the overworld to do it craft some ender pearls to the eyes of ender you chuck those you follow them in the normal world you use yes. the ender eyes yes in the normal world to track down something in the nether nope in the in the overworld oh okay yeah so like all the lobbing eyes of ender around is just in the overworld then when you find where they're leading just dig down and eventually you'll find a structure built out of stone bricks some of them are kind of mossy some of them are kind of broken up looks really cool mm-hmm. and this is called i think that one's just a stronghold and you go around and there are a bunch of like different rooms and tunnels you find chests there with some pretty good loot sometimes there's even libraries Ooh, um, okay which most of the time when bookshelves are actually used in minecraft other than decoration you can use them to craft an enchanting table which is like the second use for obsidian and diamonds wait so you can take a, an existing bookshelf and turn it into an enchanting table not the table itself the table just uses four obsidian two diamonds in a book what you do use the bookshelves for is surrounding your enchanting table and there's this really cool part of particle effect where a bunch of like letters and glyphs just like float from the bookshelves towards the enchanting table whoa and the more bookshelves you have the more powerful enchantments you can create whoa knowledge is power i like it and some of these enchantments are also super beneficial and like they vary for each type of item so some helmets can get water breathing swords can get like sharpness knockback fire aspects that can turn things on fire or just extra damage Okay. You can also get an enchantment for bows and crossbows that gives them unlimited ammo. That's really cool. How rare are books? Not terribly. You can craft them from harvesting sugarcane and turning that into paper and then binding it with leather from certain animals. Right, but is it your own knowledge in the books? I'm just. Oh, no, they're just completely blank. You just shove them into a bookshelf and it works. Oh, man. I was hoping you were, like, collecting. It'd be cool old books to this this is not skyrim unfortunately oh okay yeah oh no i haven't played skyrim either never mind no you have not so you explore the rest of the stronghold and the room you're looking for is called the portal room and in this room there's like this stone staircase going up and there's this ring of what are called end portal frames and it's of this weird type of like really porous kind of spongy looking stone that doesn't exist anywhere else in the overworld. I was just going to say pumice, but okay. Kind of. It's just called endstone. Okay. And on the tops of these are little kind of recessed divots, placeholders essentially, for the eyes of Ender. And a lot of times, the portal rooms will spawn with a few eyes of Ender already in there. Okay. So that kind of gives you the hint, like, oh, I need to put these in these 12 ringed spots. Mm-hmm. And once you put all those in there, this black galaxy-looking portal appears just on a flat horizontal plane. Ooh, another portal? A different kind of portal. Because nether portals are kind of like swirly and purplish. This just looks like an infinitely deep, starry abyss. Which actually remains... I don't know if it's technically static or dynamic, but you can like move around. And it still has that appearance of infinite depth. Okay. Which is really cool. Anyway, so made your end portal after that what you want to do is like make sure you're all geared up all your armor and weapons and whatnot right then you go through the portal 
once you go through the portal, you show up in a dimension called the end. And Ooh, okay. And the end is just a completely jet black abyss all around you, except for these floating islands made of endstone. It looks like moon rock. Super weird. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like the place that Thanos was hanging out in, like after the first Avengers movie, where I think it was it where Loki was talking to him, or like the one alien lieutenant dude was like, "Oh, we failed. The Avengers were too strong." You know, where he's just like floating, floating. in his chair. Yeah, he pivots around and everyone's like, that's the bad guy? Yeah, 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 that. Basically that, but more of like a greenish sandstone-looking sponge rock stuff. Okay. Anyway, so that's the end. The end dimension, rather. And so what you want to do when you get there is, if you're not on the main central island, you want to build a bridge over there as soon as possible. Because this place is populated by dozens of endermen, which, again... You don't want to look in the eye. Cool thing about that, though, if you put a pumpkin on your head, your vision is horribly impaired because it's shaped like a jack o <laughs> Okay. But if you look at them, they won't notice and they won't uh, aggro on you. So if you put a jack-o'-lantern on your head, they won't make eye contact with you. Yeah. Forget about tinfoil hats. If you want to be safe from aliens, wear a pumpkin. That's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, so... And full of Endermen. Also a giant dragon that's flying overhead. Oh? Yeah. And so, obviously, you want to kill the dragon so it doesn't kill you. There's a problem, though. As the dragon's flying around, there are these giant obsidian pillars scattered throughout the island. And at the top of each of them is this weird floating crystal thing that looks like two superimposed cubes and some sort of like weird quantum magic looking thing. Okay. And as it flies by, they beam some weird stream of energy at it and it regains health. Oh no. So you have to go and destroy these. Now you might think, okay, I can just, you know, build a tower up to there and, you know, hit it and destroy it. I was picturing that in my head, yes. Bad idea. Oh? They explode. Oh? And will send you flying. Oh no. So unless you have a bucket of water ready to chuck underneath you right before you land, you're in for a bad time. That sounds very Looney Tunes. It is. Honestly, the use of just a bucket of water to just jump off of a really high place and just dunk it underneath you before you land. It looks really cool in multiplayer videos, but it also highlights kind of some of the absurd physics present in Minecraft. Anyway, so since hitting these things by hand will cause them to explode and potentially wind up in you getting hurt or killed, the better method is to use bows. Okay. So you shoot it one arrow boom it explodes if the dragon is nearby it does damage to it and either way that removes a source of regenerative health for it now you go around to go and shoot most of these end crystals but there's a problem some of them have an iron fence running around them those are the ones where you usually think okay this is where i have to climb up and destroy by hand sure here's the thing though oh i only just learned about this recently if you shoot them from the right angle at the corner, you can shoot through the bars and get rid of the end crystal that way. Ooh, okay, okay. Which really doesn't make sense to me. I don't know how the hitboxes work for that. But you're literally just like shooting through the corner of the bars. Which is cool. Uh, and then basically you wail on the dragon because uh, it'll like come down and land and like shoot weird purple fire acid, some kind of goo. Anyway... You beat it up, you kill it, it just like 
slowly rises up and explodes. You get showered with experience orbs. and Okay. Then the portal underneath it opens back up. There's also a dragon egg you can get if you knock it off the portal or off the pedestal at the center of the new portal. Because if you try to mine it, it'll just teleport to a new location. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you have to use like a piston or something to mess with the gravity physics. Because if you, what if, I don't know how big the portal is, but what if you built like an arched bridge over it, like an archway? I mean, it's only like, say, three blocks minus the one center. So, so like nine blocks across in total. You should be able to eventually build like an archway over it, right? Oh yeah, you could easily, um, but I mean, that's not really a concern. Anyway, so regardless of whether you get the dragon egg or not, it doesn't really matter. It's basically just a decorative item because there's nothing it actually does yet in the game. Ugh. After, you know, 10 years in development plus. After that, you jump through the portal and you see the end credits. But the what? end credits are really weird. It's presented in the form of two beings, presumably the developers of the game, but they're more like gods. In a sense, it's talked about like, you know, watching your progress throughout the world and beating the dragon and whatnot. Okay. It's like this really weird, like kind of metaphysical thing, but they're like just referring to you as the player. Uh-huh. But yeah, like that's basically like the story mode of Minecraft. There but it gets a whole lot deeper if you dig into it. And, I mean, Matt Pat over at Game Theory has been doing a bunch of videos on this that I do not remember well enough to explain because they keep adding more stuff. Where would you place them technology-wise compared to all our, like, industrial revolution? Um, like, on the timeline, would I'd you say, say like, they're in the 1700s, 1800s? I'd say, like, 1400s. I okay. mean, the best they have is, like, a crossbow. Right. They don't have any wheeled vehicles, right? No nope. carts, anything like that? Nope. Oh, okay. Weird. I mean, you can find abandoned mine shafts, which will have mine carts that you can use. So they used to have wheels. Someone did. Not the villagers? It's not really known who made the mine shafts, because they're kind of just there. Like, sometimes you'll find, like, bits of armor or music discs. Uh, music discs? Yeah, uh, one of the other kind of less useful uses for diamonds is crafting a jukebox. And in dungeons, which are just like little cubic cells of cobblestone and mossy cobblestone, they'll have like a monster spawner in the middle of it. Okay. You can occasionally find a music disc. You can also get a music disc if you manage to get a skeleton to kill a creeper. What? Okay. That's <laughs> really, that's a really weird, uh, set up but wait no if there's music and there's a jukebox that must mean that there used to be a more advanced society right or is this all tech from the alien people honestly i don't really know i think the discs were more to add extra music from the game's composer c418 into the game hmm I'm just very confused. It doesn't help that I haven't played Minecraft ever, and I haven't watched anyone play Minecraft in a long time. Right. Honestly, I think it'd be kind of fun to do a video series of me just playing Minecraft and you watching and being confused. I mean, I could try to play it. I'm I'm not great at video games because I always forget where the buttons on controllers are. Mouse and keyboard is the way to go. I guess. I don't know. 
man, now I am left with more questions than answers. I think I'm going to go have to watch one of the MatPat game theories to learn more about this. I mean, by all means. Well, that was fun. I don't know about you, but I want to learn more about Minecraft and maybe play it on my own. I know that there's a lot of fun things that you can do, like building your own house and building a castle and, you know, trying to imitate real world architecture. Some people get really into that. You can also use this one material called redstone to create basically electrical circuits, which some people have turned to the point of making functioning computers in Minecraft. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you can build circuits and, th yeah, there's enough mechanics available that you can build pretty advanced stuff. It's just on a really huge scale. I, I don't understand redstone at all. It's too smart for me. Would you compare redstone to gunpowder, or is it more of a conductive metal material? It's something conductive. Um, I guess, like, copper powder, maybe? Like, if you spread copper powder around just to connect a circuit through it, which is a terrible method, you would lose so much energy via heat. Yeah. But that's kind of the closest thing I can compare it to, is just creating circuitry by hand. Hmm. And, like, you can create, like, Boolean logic operators with redstone. I don't understand. I took programming oh. classes in high school and college, but I can't connect the, like, literal binary on-off programming to something that minute. Okay, well, this was super interesting. Thank you for explaining at least some of Minecraft to me. I'm sure I'll have to go find out more. Thank you for entertaining me and this rambling nonsense. Yes, and, uh, well, we've got plenty more ideas for other episodes. This was just really for Luke to explain Minecraft to me. Mostly because I was shocked to realize Sarah did not know that Minecraft had some sort of a plot, and I was super enthusiastic about telling her. Yeah, so... We'll have more stuff coming up, and one little update from the last episode. I did make the ice bean. Yeah. Much to the disappointment of my entire family, I made the snow cone out of frozen bean puree. Yeah. It worked, and that's about all I can say. It worked. I, I tried it with some corn chips. It was fine. It's not ice cream. That's for dang sure. <laughs> but it Don't worked, say. and I could eat it. I could make it again. I don't know if I will. Please don't. Well, there you have it. Ice Bean can exist in the real world. And I guess there's multiple dimensions in Minecraft, and that's super interesting. Yeah, so, at least three. I could go on a whole nother thing about the one dimension people thought they would add, but I could also just tell you about that later. Okay, well, thanks for hanging out with us in the Bad Idea Corner, and we'll come at you soon with another completely random episode. <laughs>